welcome to the Acupuncture Outsider podcast. My name is Richard Hazel, and in the time it takes for you to commute to or from work, I hope to have shared something of interest about orthopedic acupuncture using motor points, trigger points, myofascial slings, neurofunctional acupuncture, segmental treatments, anything that crosses my mind that seems to be of interest. I hope you'll enjoy it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Acupuncture Outsider. This is Richard Hazel and this week uh, I had some interesting patients this week and um, I had a new patient I was my last patient on Friday, and treating him um, reminded me that I think that my uh, treatments are a little different than a lot of people's treatments in that I don't uh, put the patient on the table, put needles in, come back later, pull the needles out, and then charge their credit card. I very often have them in multiple positions during the treatment, and I also often have them stand and move, uh, try to reproduce the pain that I'm treating so that I get some feedback and make sure that they're feeling better. And I'm maybe that's maybe other people do the same thing, but I, I have the feeling that a lot of people don't do it that way. So I want to talk about that. Um, I've been doing things my way for quite a while, and and because nobody really asked, I forget that some of the things I do or the, or the ways I think about things are different from, I think, what a lot of the mainstream in our uh, community are doing things. Um, but I am absolutely obsessed with getting excellent results the most gratifying thing for me as an acupuncturist who focuses on treating pain is when someone comes in in pain and they leave without pain. And I really try to get them to that um, the best I can within their ability to heal, but at least 50% pain reduction if it's someone with a real chronic issue. Um, and if it's not as chronic, I really really am shooting for zero pain. Um, so I jokingly will tell people who've had acupuncture before, if they're my patient and they say, oh, I've had acupuncture before, I'll, I'll jokingly tell them, well, this is not a spa day. Orthopedic acupuncture treatments, at least with me, are not a spa day. Okay, you're not, you're not chilling out with some... Um, you know, nature sounds and waterfall sounds, and and uh, and then I just come back in in 20 minutes and pull the needles. No. So I wanted to talk about um, not only just a general um, way that I end up treating. Let's say I'm treating low back pain, and it's the first time I've seen them. So they're going to be face down. I'm going to treat posterior chain things, you know, glutes and low back, hamstrings, possibly. Um and that, that usually, let's just say it's the average patient, not somebody old, not, some, not somebody older than like 60 or 70, not somebody 
who is um, uh, has had any major accidents or anything. This is like the typical um, back pain patient. They're probably going to be face down for 10 minutes with electric stim at like one hertz for, you know, for the 10 minutes. I'll come in, I'll take the needles out, and I may have them get up and move and give me some feedback. That's what I usually say. I say, I just need you to get up and see how it feels. Give me some feedback so I know where, where we are and what we're doing next. Um, assuming, all right, if they're pain-free, I may not treat from the front and release the psoas. It depends. Um, generally, if they're a new patient, the less is more. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to do a lot of stimulation if I don't need to. And the psoas, if you've, if you've seen it released, with electric stim, you know how much it moves the leg. It can be a little bit um, off-putting, I'll say, if you're a brand new patient, um, never had acupuncture. Um, if they are still in pain, then I am going to release the psoas, and that is when they're gonna be lying on their back face up. Um, there are some cases where I also want them side-lying, um, where I'm gonna release the TFL and the glute men on both sides. Possibly I'm gonna get in tra transverse abs. Um, I, you know, kind of take it, I, I kind of um, decide based on the patient, based on their needle sensitivity, and based on their symptoms. But I'm almost never going to just treat, pull needles, and say, okay, get dressed. Um, I want to get feedback, and I want to make sure they feel better. So very often, uh, back pain patients are, are in multiple positions before we're done. There might even be some trigger points that need to be released because a lot of times they'll feel a lot better, but there'll be one spot where they still have pain. Maybe it's a glute medius, maybe it's a quadratus lumborum, but generally uh, it could even be a multifidus muscle. Um, I want them to feel as pain-free as I can get them. And if there is a little trigger point like that, I'm going to get a good twitch or two and then have them stand up again, maybe bend forward, whatever it is that provokes pain and make sure that they feel better. Um, I do the same with neck pain. So if someone comes in with neck pain, I don't care if it's chronic, if it's acute, I'm gonna have them face down, I'm gonna treat the neck. I may treat upper traps, middle traps, lower traps, depends on the person, depends on their needle sensitivity, it depends on chronicity. Um, but first, first new patients, first treatment, I try to go minimal. So I may not do much on some people with more than maybe upper trap levator. Um, I'll do the extent, I'll do the neck extensors first. So semispinatus capitis, splenius capitis, or longissimus, maybe levator scapulate, um, 10 minutes of electric stem, take them out, see how their neck feels, go from there. If they still have some pain, especially some stiffness looking left and right, then I'm probably gonna get into the upper traps, levator scap, I might use electric stem just to release the upper traps, especially if they're older. If they can tolerate trigger points at that first visit, we're gonna get some trigger point release on the upper traps and levator, and then I'm gonna have them move again. They may be sitting up, they may be turning their head, looking up, down, left, right, but I need to make sure that they feel as close to zero pain as I can get them. That is every patient. Um, I don't just you know poke and pray. Put the needles in, pull them out, and uh, and okay, let's schedule you for next week. No, I could probably be making a whole lot more money if I didn't 
focus so heavily on getting the best results on the first treatment, but that I cannot help myself. And I feel like once you actually know how to get somebody out of pain in their very first treatment, it becomes a question of ethics if I know how to do it and I choose not to do it, right? So I'm kind of stuck getting excellent results because I I can't not do it. I have to do it. Um, I had a patient over 80 years old. He called in the morning because he's an excruciating sciatica. He was referred by another 80-year-old who had been getting excellent uh, relief from treatments with me. So he sent his friend, and I squeezed him in because he was a sciatica patient, and I'm booked solid next week, and he would be he would be waiting for an opening, and I know what sciatica is like. So I pushed him, I put him to the end of the day, and he came in, and he um, his whole right side was terrible. He said the worst thing for me is standing in the shower because I can't move, I can't shift my weight. If I can keep moving. The sciatic is not as bad, but if I have to stand in one place, he said it is agony and it goes all the way down to the side of the leg, like the peroneals. He says it feels like, like a pinch right in my butt and then and the leg is terrible. And he said sometimes the leg is worse than the glute area. So I started with him face down. I did a glute med, piriformis, biceps femoris, and peroneus longus, four needles hooked it up to electric stem for 10 minutes, took them out, had him move. He stood up. He said, oh, I still feel it in my glute, and I still feel some in my low leg. It's still it's still there. I said, okay, I think we're dealing with trigger points. Um, I had him lie face down. I found the piriformis trigger points that we were dealing with, and I got uh, at least three or four of them there were different areas of the piriformis that had become um, aggravated. Definitely, um, he, I mean, if I pushed hard with my thumb on those trigger points, he, he said, you know, ouch, that, you know, it was really painful. Um, but I was able to get enough of them uh, released that when I just pushed, when I pushed on them, they were no longer painful. They just felt like a sore bruise, which, which is what it should feel like if you're deactivating a trigger point, an active trigger point. So I got his piriformis back to what I felt was a much better state, had him stand up. He still felt it in his low leg. So I had him lie on his side. I palpated his peroneus longus, and sure enough, he had an active trigger point in his peroneus longus. So um, long story short, I released the trigger point in his peroneus longus, was able to push hard all the way up and down the fibula area and there was no more pain. So then I had him stand and he was able to stand and say, no more, no more sciatica. He said, the muscles feel sore, but I don't feel the same pain. And uh, he showed me the stretches that he had printed out from his physical therapist. And I suggested the piriformis stretch that was in there. I want him, he said, I was doing it before, but it really hurt. It made it worse. I said, okay, you know, it's, can you do it now? Let's try it. He felt good. I said, okay, this is what I want you to do. I want you to do this piriformis stretch um, every day for the next few days until at least 
you know, until you're feeling no problem. And if you, if you are still having some symptoms, I want you to keep doing it. I want you to use a heat pad for 20 minutes as needed right over the glutes. And I'll see you next week as a follow-up. If you don't need it, cancel it, but at least I've got you on the schedule end of the week. And, um, and then, um, and he walked out feeling much, much better. But the, the, I guess what I'm trying to get at is it was an active treatment, especially for an 80 year old. I'm making him get up and down, up and down, up and down when he's got a lot of pain. And, um, and, and that was, that's what I do so that when they leave, they're not in pain. And I just think it's really, really important. If you want to get the best results, um, you got to have them try to reproduce the pain after you've done what you think you're supposed to do. Um, I realize if you're new to orthopedics, it could be a little intimidating because what do you do if they get up and say the pain's not gone and you, you've already, you've already run out of, um, ideas and, you know, um, when I when I was first starting, I think I would that would be more likely to happen to me. Um, now I have more experience. I've been doing this for over eight years um, as in private practice, um, and I I have a better idea of what else could cause the problem. So if I treat something, or maybe I treat tennis elbow, and then and there's still one thing that still hurts, then I'm pretty sure I know what that one thing is when they can point to where it still hurts. So then I'm going to treat that and then I'm going to have them test it again. Maybe pick up a kettlebell, maybe pick up some, one of my, you know, one of my, um, like massage gun or whatever. Um, I need to be sure that they feel better. I have them try and I've gotten to the point where I'm really confident if I, if I, if the, what I chose to do didn't relieve the pain that I know what else to consider. And it's very often going to be trigger points, but it could be other muscles. There can be other muscles involved in some people's pain that you didn't expect to be um, the problem. But um, I, you know, I guess I just wanted to put it out there that if you are like me and you are addicted to excellent outcomes for your patients who have pain, then I highly recommend having time to test out how they're feeling, you know, 10, 15 minutes into the treatment. So you have time for them to lie back on the table, do some more things, test it out again. You know, I had that happen with the guy who referred him to, he's like 80 something. And uh, he has all these glute trigger points and I had treated his glute medius trigger points and piriformis trigger points. He, he got up and he everything felt good except for when he was trying to get up um, sideways. He, he, um, when he stood up, he still felt pain right at the side of his hip, like right just directly above the greater trochanter. And it was clear to me that this was like a glute med glute min trigger point. Um, that was still giving him pain. I had him lie on his side. I released the trigger point. I, I pushed really hard to make sure it was gone, and it was. It just felt a little sore. And he stood up and he was like, "Oh my God, you're a miracle worker." I said, "No, I just recognize stuff, you know, from seeing it over and over. So when I see it, I know what to do quickly. We're not guessing, and there's, you know." 
there's not multiple treatments, hopefully, uh, involved. So um, I just kind of want to talk about that. That uh, you know, treatment with me is not a spa day, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the best I got uh, for what we're dealing with, and I'm not gonna try to string it out to um, multiple sessions. If I can avoid, you know, I really want it to, ha I want you to feel better ASAP in, in the first treatment as much as possible. Um, and I'll probably book you for a follow-up, but um, sometimes people really don't need it. Sometimes they come back for follow-up and they want to work on something else, which I love because they come in for the number one priority that keeps them from sleeping at night. And then they come back and they say, you know what? My wrists have been achy. Can we work on my wrist today? I love that. Like they they realize that there's solutions for the things that they've basically been told to just put up with, especially if they're over 60. You know, oh well, that's what it is to be over 60. You've just got arthritis everywhere and everything's degenerated, and that's just how it is. And it doesn't have to be like that. And they start to realize it doesn't have to be like that. And when you can treat these things that they've been basically just living with and, and told that they have to accept it. So, all right. So that's, uh, that was what I wanted to say, uh, for this week. Um, I hope you have a great week and I will talk to you soon.